Yes, come one, come all, and welcome to Tea Time with T-Cross. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another edition of Tea Time with T-Cross. I'm your host, Tom Crossan, a.k.a. T-Cross, a.k.a. T-Cross the Boss, a.k.a. 2%. Um... Yeah, what's up? So, I feel like it's been so long since I've done a podcast. Um, I think because I've gotten so used to doing so much editing uh, from doing the audio and then doing the video and then editing together the clips. Um, I'm doing editing almost every night um, between the podcast, um, between doing my, um, I don't know if you follow my YouTube page. Uh, I do my road rage videos, so I have a dash cam where I edit those videos at the end of every day, which is quite time-consuming, uh, editing all this shit together. Um, but anyway, so last week, stupid me didn't um, hit record on the fucking camera. So in the last week, I've done almost no video editing because I didn't have a fucking video to edit. So here's what happens. So... I kept the camera up, and I'm I'm really surprised that it didn't, you know, shut off because this camera has what's called sleep mode. You know, if it's on and you know you're not doing anything on the camera, it shuts off and it goes into sleep mode usually. So when I um, didn't hit record last week, you know the because I the the screen flips outward so then I can see myself, you know, make sure I'm centered. You know, make sure the lighting looks okay. Uh, and make sure it's fucking recording. You know, know when the battery's going low, how much time to record I have left. Um, so I can see all that stuff on the screen. So I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention or if the file got corrupted because the camera didn't turn off. But I guess while it was on, the battery's going. So, you know, midway through the audio, uh, the battery died and I ended up just editing that part out. And I usually leave it in, you know, because it takes, I don't know, 20 seconds to change the battery. So it just makes it easier to, to edit the, the audio and then put that together with the video without having to edit that. It just just saves a couple minutes. It's just easier for me. So last week, so then when the battery died, I switched the battery and then I, and then I hit record. So my battery usually goes about hour and a half about-ish. Uh, so then the last 20 minutes or so, I did hit record. So I wasn't going to edit together an hour and 45 minute podcast where only the last 20 minutes had video. Um, and it was a really bad episode to not hit record because I had so much good stuff that was going to be made into clips. Like my opening clip where I was like, everybody, if you're listening, please keep an eye out on Instagram. I'm going to post this like where I went fucking off on Uber. I went off on McDonald's and Wendy's. I went fucking crazy. And I didn't have a video to edit along with. And I feel like it's a lot more difficult to sit through an Instagram post that's 10 minutes long if it's just audio with no video along with it. So that sucks. And then I had the story about my dad's nipple uh, that I was going to put on Instagram. You know, I, I got his permission. Um, I had a whole bunch of good stuff. But this week, I can see right now it is recording. Uh, the camera's been on for 4 minutes and 42 43 seconds, uh, so I, re I click record on the camera before I click record on the computer. So 
Again, I apologize for the lack of video. Uh, I felt like a lazy sack of shit this this past week. You know, I was coming home from work at night or the gym at night or whatever and just relaxing. That's not normally how my nights go. So it was cool, but I, I like the videos. I, I get a lot of good responses from the clips that I post on Instagram. That's causing my numbers to go back uh, toward back up. You know, my first number of episodes when I first started was getting like 100 or some odd listens. And then eventually it started going down and down and down and down and down. And then I stopped doing the podcast for about a year. And then I started back up and I failed to get back to where I was. But the clips, you know, get I usually get a couple hundred views. And then, you know, the listens on the, the, the podcast are going back up. So, um, so again, I apologize for the lack of video this week. There will be one. Uh, but... So let's get into it. Let's get into the stuff. So this whole episode, I mean, is riddled with controversial topics that I have ready to talk about. So let's get into my first controversial topic. Um, I like to start at the beginning with some controversy from time to time. Um, And I say controversy as if more than, you know, 20 people listen, and you know, I really have a I'm really risking it all here with, with all, all 20 of you that listen. Um, but anyway, the Chappelle show sucks. It's not good. So in high school or middle school, when, whenever I think it started, I think it first came out in 2003 or 2005, something like that. So I was young. I was probably 10, 12 years old, so that's probably 7th grade to ninth grade, something like that, somewhere around that range. So I remember everybody you know, my age was watching it, and I you know, had watched a couple episodes, and I just didn't find it funny back then. Um, so then you know, there was a whole controversy recently where Netflix was, 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 was playing it, but Dave came out with this video where he's like, you know, they won't... They won't pay me for using my, you know, my, my material. So please don't watch it. And then everybody didn't watch it. So then Netflix took it down and then they decided to pay Dave. So they put it back up and now Dave gave us okay to go ahead and watch it. Um, and I look, and look, I'm not, I'm not talking down about Dave Chappelle. I love Dave Chappelle. I think his stand up material is fucking genius. He is arguably the greatest stand up comedian that's ever walked the face of the earth. And, there's a strong argument for that. So I know like it was on my top, you know, when you sign into Netflix, there's like, you know, the first thing right at the top. Um, like the, I guess that you would call that an advertisement for, for whatever. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Let me, let me give it another shot. So I tried it and I blew through the whole, there's only two seasons, you know, it's widely viewed as the bed, the greatest sketch comedy show of all time. But I mean, how many sketch comedy shows are there in the history of the world? Uh, I guess SNL and Mad TV would be considered sketch comedy. Uh, Key and Peele's show. And so there's four that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure there's been others, but four you know famous ones. Uh, Key and Peele's sketches are way better. Uh, so... I disagree with the claim that, excuse me, it's it's the greatest sketch comedy show of all time. But anyway, so I blew through two seasons in about four days, and I laughed like a full-out belly laugh zero times. Literally not once did I laugh loudly. 
Um, and collectively, and I think there's 25 episodes on Netflix. And I, and I saw online that there was a third season that came out a, a number of years later that only had three episodes, but I don't really know. But, you know, the greatest sketch comedy show of all time only has two seasons. And I know there was some controversy because Comedy Central wouldn't pay him, so he stopped doing it, this and that, Wh- whatever the reason was. There's only two seasons. SNL is on, what, season 43? <laughs> so, but anyway, so I there was about four times in the 25 episodes that I, like, chuckled, where I, like, giggled a little bit. Like, ah, oh, that, kind of, that was pretty funny. That was pretty good. But... Overall, the show is dog shit. It's 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 not good. Uh, I think he in the show. My, I think my biggest issue with it is that he 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 just he tries so hard to use the n word. Like a large portion of the show revolves around using that word. Um, and I'm not you know one of those wokies or or one of those people that's like that word is never okay to use. It's just. I just don't find the word funny. Uh, when black people use it, white people, I don't know. It's just, it's not a funny word to me. So a large portion of the show is wrapped around, like like one of his sketches is a white family whose last name is N-I-G-G-A-R. And it's not funny to me. I think it sucks. And I can't believe I wasted 25 episodes of my life watching that. Uh, I will never watch it again, and I hope he never tries to make another sketch comedy show when he sticks with stand-up, so that's that. But what I also watched this week, I laughed harder than I've ever laughed in my entire life this week. The movie Bad Trip by Eric Andre. Holy fucking shit. The funniest movie I think I've ever seen. It was the hardest I've ever laughed in my entire life. So it was it was like a hidden camera comedy show. It had a comedy movie. It had you know, it had a storyline, but all in all the comedy of the movie was in, you know, pulling pranks on, you know, regular citizens. And like fifteen minutes into the into the movie, I laughed harder than I've ever laughed ever. And a lot of the jokes, the pranks, were a lot different. And he does a good job of making it something that you would never expect, ever. Um, so the the hardest I ever laughed in my entire life, 15 minutes into the, into the movie. So if you haven't watched it yet, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. It apparently took him six years to make. Um, and then it was scheduled to release last, uh, last spring. But then COVID hit and the theater shut, so they just didn't release it. And then, you know, a year later, I think... I don't know if they just released it on Netflix recently or I had just found it, but uh, I just found it on Netflix and I, and I watched it last week. So the premise of the movie is, you know, he, him and his friend, they have, you know, bullshit loser jobs and he runs into a girl that he went to high school with and, you know, the girl that he always had a crush on, whatever. So, he, you know, the, the girl comes into his job at like the frozen yogurt shop and he allows this woman, who is another, a fellow actress, he allows this woman to cut the line, and he, you know, you know, gets her order for, her, and then he, you know, asks her out, and she says, you know, oh, I'm actually on my way to the the airport. I'm, you know, I'm living in New York. I I run an art exhibit. You know, here's my number. Uh, I'm I'm doing an art show this weekend. Like, if you're ever in Manhattan, give me a call. So the premise of the movie is that he goes on this trip. 
from Florida, where they live, travels through through up, up north to meet this girl. And uh, so after he gets the girl's number, she leaves the shop, and he's like mesmerized by this the the business card that he gave her. Like, oh, I got her number. Oh my god. And then he like leans against the counter, and he puts his hand in a blender, and then it turns on. And there was like obviously some you know some fake machine, and blood just started splattering all over the walls, all over him, just everywhere. And all the fucking people in the yogurt shop obviously lose their fucking mind. They run out of the store. I th- I think I just wasn't expecting that to happen, you know, a normal like jokey joke type stuff. You know, you lean against the wall, you know, you knock over glass, the glass breaks, you, you know, a bowl of fruit falls over, you slip on the fruit and fall. I never expect him to put his fucking hand in a blender and blood to go everywhere. It caught me so off guard. I laughed harder than I've ever laughed in my entire life. And I cannot wait to watch the movie again because I enjoyed it that much. Um, all right. Now let's get into serious stuff. So... There was yet again another shooting of a... I, you know, I haven't read too much in, into it, so I, I'm really not qualified to talk about what's ha- what happened. But Another police officer shot another black man. And from, from what I gather, he was unarmed. And what I, from what I understand, he had already gotten arrested and then he tried to run away. Um, like handcuffed, or I, I don't know all the, the nitty gritty details, but what I do know is that when he tried to run away, the cop, who I believe was a woman, went to grab her taser, accidentally grabbed her handgun, didn't notice the difference in her hand, and shot the guy. And he died. Uh, I mean... This is, again, one of those situations where everybody's wrong. Um, I mean, you can, you know, you got the people on the right that are like, uh, you know, well, he, he, you know, he shouldn't have been breaking the law. He wouldn't, have been in tr- he wouldn't have been in trouble with the police. He shouldn't have tried to run. He wouldn't have been shot. Blah, blah, blah. And then you got the people on the left that say, oh, you know, another police officer kills a black person. Blah, blah, blah. Everybody's wrong. Yes, he, he shouldn't have been in trouble. With the, he shouldn't have been breaking the law. He shouldn't have been trying to run away, but also the police officer, that doesn't give a police officer the right to kill somebody. Oh, he, he ran away from me, so I shot him. What? That seems like an escalation, don't you think? Uh, I mean, pe- the, the people that broke into the Capitol beat Capitol police to death, and they escaped with their life. They beat an, a fellow police officer to death, and they escaped the Capitol with their life. This guy j- just ran away, and he he's dead now. Uh, I don't know what he did. I don't know why he was interacting with the police. I don't know all the nitty-gritty details, like I said, but this woman claims she meant to grab her taser. Uh, give me a fucking break. So I, I don't know exactly what's going to go on with her. Uh or with him, again, I don't know for sure that it was a woman, but I'm almost positive. Um, also, the case of Derek Chauvin is going on right now. So, this is just a, a never-ending story, and it's never going to change. 
And I don't know what the solution is. I'm, I'm not one of those defund the police folks. Um, I, 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 my, what I think the solution is, is that they need more funding and they need more, uh, they need more, um, oversight to make sure that the funding is going to the right places, such as de-escalation training. Um, cause somebody running away and you shooting them is not de-escalation. That is escalation. So that's a huge problem. And I think that needs to be fixed. But will it ever? Probably not. Um, let's get into the vaccine. So, um, first off, <laughs> it's shocking that people that get punched in, a, in the head for a living are not the smartest folks. So, Corey Anderson made a post this week uh, on Twitter, which he then screenshot and put on Instagram. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it. Give me one second. But it was anti-vaccination, let's just say that. So he wrote, Growing up, parents always asked us, if everyone jumped off a bridge, are you going to jump too? And you would say no. Now the whole world is out here getting COVID-19 vaccines just, in all caps, just because everyone else is doing it. Very few people are doing the research on their own. Shaking my head, hashtag COVID-19. So, Corey Anderson actually thinks that people are only getting the vaccine because other people are getting it. He, he actually thinks that. If you actually think people are only getting it because other people are getting it, then you are too stupid to even talk to. I mean, you know, Corey Anderson's thing that he likes to say is, there's levels to this. Well, there's levels to stupidity, and right now you're sitting right atop the mountain of stupidity, my friend. And honestly, if you, you are interacting with people that are saying they're only getting it because their friends got it or because they saw someone else, someone else get it, then you need to interact with better people. Uh, most people are getting it because they want to go back to normal. They want to be protected from a virus that has killed nearly 3 million people in the last year. Um, so again, I said there's levels to stupidity and you're right at, top, you're, you're at the top of that mountain, my friend. You finally did it. You got to the top of a mountain you've been wanting to climb. So congrats to you, Corey Anderson. Um, and again, with this whole do your own research, I'm fucking stupid. You're fucking stupid. There are smart people out there that get paid to do the research for years. YouTube is not a research device. Google is not a research device. Scientific labs is where you do scientific research. I can't even pronounce the names of the ingredients in the vaccine. So who the fuck am I to know, to make a decision whether or not this shit is safe? I can't even pronounce the word. I mean, give me a fucking break, Corey. Jesus Christ. Uh, speaking of vaccines... The Johnson & Johnson vaccine has been ordered to halt uh, distribution. 
And of course, everybody reads the headline of the article and loses their shit. And I mean, I, I don't technically blame them. I mean, that's their job of, of uh, you know, people who write articles to make the headline like kind of a summary of what happens in the article. But people, can, can we please... Can, can we please start reading articles? Can we please start reading them? I mean, let's let's be honest. A newspaper article does not take all that long to read. Uh, a New York Times article, which is the one I read about Johnson & Johnson, which are normally longer articles, take 10 minutes max. I sit on the toilet for 10 minutes. Just, just, just read the article. So what happened with Johnson & Johnson, and I'm actually surprised uh, that they decided to halt uh, production on or distribution, production, distribution, whatever the word is that they're not, you can't get a Johnson and Johnson vaccine as far as I know, um, for now. And I'm surprised that they decided to do that decision because if you read the article, there have been 7 million, um, Johnson and Johnson vaccines administered 7 million. And the reason they're halting distribution of it and administer and it, they're refusing to administer it to people is six people, six people, uh, develop blood clots, uh, from the vaccine, which is dangerous for sure. Now I want to do a quick percentage for you people. Uh, so six people divided by 7 million is Point zero 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 eight percent. I'm gonna read that number for you again. Point zero 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 four zeros eight percent of people that. So I'd say that's pretty good odds. Um, and uh, you know, obviously blood clots suck and that's dangerous, but I, I think the odds are are pretty. Pretty, pretty much in our favor that it's a, a relatively safe vaccine to take. Um, but I think that them halting distribution of that vaccine with such a minimal uh, percentage of negative effects, I think that should prove that they actually give a shit, that they actually want people to take these things and have them uh, be safe from taking them. If they were having all these negative effects and that was their goal, you know, a lot of people like to say the goal of the vaccine is to kill people. They halted a production of a vaccine after six people out of 7 million had a negative effect. So if their goal was to fuck people up and have them die from the vaccine, and I don't think they would halt production after those numbers, unless they're like, oh, too many people are being healthy from this. We need to stop production and make it worse. I mean, do you really think that? I mean, if you actually think that that's the rate, give me a fucking break. I mean, seriously. Um, but with percentages, people love to use percentages when it goes towards their cause and use the exact numbers when it doesn't. So, COVID death rate, the death rate of COVID, 
I don't know where people get this number, but a lot of the people that are like, reopen now, this is fake, blah, 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 they love to use 99.97 recovery rate. I, I genuinely want to know where you get that number from because it's really simple math. It's really simple. You go look up the number of deaths, you divide it by the number of cases. I, I don't know where you get this 99.97. When you do the percentage, worldwide numbers... I just checked right before, right before I started recording this. There have been 2.97 deaths worldwide. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure the numbers haven't changed in the last half hour. So there are 2.97 million deaths worldwide, and there are 138 million cases. Now, if you do that math, 2.97 million divided by 138 million, you get 2.15%. 2.15%. So where the, where you get this 0.03% recovery rate, I have no idea. It's worldwide, it's 2.15. Now, if the entire world got COVID and that was the death rate, we are looking at 140 million deaths. Now, I know that's unreasonable, unlikely, but those are the numbers we're looking at. So with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, 0.00008%. Look at the percentages. You are literally 11,000 times more likely to die from COVID than you are to get a blood clot from Johnson & Johnson vaccine. 11,000 times more likely. And here's the thing about vaccines. Vaccines are safe. All right? They are 100%. Per let, me, let me rephrase that number. Vaccines are safe. All right? Now, that's a blanket statement. Vaccines are safe. People that are saying vaccines are not safe, that is also a blanket statement. I am further correct than you are if you say vaccines are not safe. Everything in the world affects people differently. Every human is different. There are some people out there that can eat a large pie of pizza every single day of the week, not exercise, and not gain weight. If I eat a large pizza pie every day and work out every day, I will gain 10 pounds that week. Everything affects people differently. People die from eating peanuts. That is a real thing. People are allergic to peanuts and then they will die if they consume it. Does that make peanuts not safe? No. It's a very small percentage of people that will die if they eat peanuts. But for a vast majority of people, peanuts are safe to eat, right? And if I say peanuts are not safe and nobody should get them, I, nobody should eat them, I look like a fucking idiot because it's just not true. It affects people differently. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the camp of, uh, of vaccines should be forced on people. I, I'm not in the camp of there's, you know, Moving forward, there should be the vaccine passports. You should need to show it to travel to get in the stores. I don't believe in any of that. 
I think everybody should get it, but I think you should also be able to make the decision for yourself and for your family whether or not you get it. Um, but look, some people are allergic to shit. I think, I, I don't think you should just, you know, say you're not going to get it because it's unsafe. It's just not true. I mean, if you go to your doctor and you discuss the ingredients, you run some tests, find out what you're allergic to, and then something in it you may or may not be allergic to, then for you it might be unsafe, but for most people, it it is safe. So stop saying that it's not. If you just say, I don't want to take it because I don't feel comfortable, that's one thing, but making a blanket, blanket statement that vaccines are not safe and this thing is not safe, you're wrong. Um, so for instance, I am, uh, I'm allergic to penicillin, right? I couldn't tell you exactly what penicillin is or what it does or what it is taken for, for most people. But I took penicillin when I was a kid and my legs were paralyzed for a week. I literally couldn't walk. I could not move my legs. I was about nine years old. Don't remember what I took it for, but I took penicillin. I woke up in the morning went to get out of bed for school, and I could not move my legs. Um, I may be misremembering how long it was, uh, but it was it was more than a day. I, could not, I couldn't move my legs at all. Turns out I'm allergic to penicillin. Do I think penicillin is unsafe? No. For a lot of people, I'm sure it heals whatever people need it to heal for. I, I, don't, I don't know what it's used for, but it's not unsafe. I'm just allergic to it, right? But these people that claim to do their own research don't read any sort of peer-reviewed articles. They, they listen to somebody with a fucking YouTube channel. Uh, here, here's a challenge for, for any anti-vaxxer out there. Look up the ingredients of whatever vaccine. It doesn't even have to be a COVID vaccine. It could be the flu shot. Look up the ingredients. Read the names. Post a video of you reading the names unedited, said, I know you didn't, you know, do it 40 times to try to pronounce the name correctly. And if you can't pronounce the name, you don't have the right to decide whether or not it's safe. I mean, you just don't. If you can't pronounce the name, people that can pronounce the name and actually are in the lab studying what it does and what the effects of it are, and they're saying it's safe, I'm, I'm going to take their word for it. Um, and these people that say to do their own, re it blows my mind. Because they they just don't think, they don't consider the possibility that I did look into it. I did read some articles. I did research. And I just came to a different conclusion than you. You think that's fucking possible, you nimrod? I mean, Jesus Christ. So last I heard, um, about 48% of the country right now, as of right now, uh, has gotten at least one dose of the vaccine. Um, and I believe Fauci said we he wants somewhere between 75% and 80% of the country before we can get back to some level of normalcy. So at the rate we're going now, I fingers crossed by June, July, the latest, we can get back to some level of normalcy. Um, so with the pandemic... Um, it's been a 
crazy year. Um, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, more downs than ups. I, I, you know, I, I got so down that I decided to start seeing a therapist, um, which I'm glad I did. But sorry, got my kratom. Click the link in the bio and buy some kratom. Heals your anxiety. So, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was scared, to be completely honest. I was absolutely terrified of the virus. Um, and then about a month or so in, uh, not I don't know if I told this story. I think I did, but I, I never tested positive for it. But I was, you know, living with Karen because I, I didn't because I needed to still work. And, you know, I was doing Uber Eats. I, was, I wasn't really coming, coming in contact with too many people. You know, I'd walk into a store. They, had, they left the food out, like, on a table by the front. I'd walk in, grab it, you know, drop it at someone's house. So I wasn't really coming into close contact with too many people. But just wanted to be safe. You know, everyone in my house is, is, is highly, uh, uh, what's the fucking word? Uh, they are at risk. At risk people, uh, you know, my grandma's eighty. Both of my parents are are inching towards sixty. My sister has asthma, so I was like, I'm just gonna stay away. And my girlfriend is a nurse, so she was in the hospital a lot. So I didn't want to go back and forth, being in contact with someone that's in the hospital, and then go back to my parents. So I, so I just stayed home. So shortly after, I want to say it was April. Uh, so about a month into it, uh, me and or. Karen got sick, not very sick, and then I woke up one day just, like, deathly sick. Um, puddle of sweat in the bed. Uh, it was sweat. I didn't piss the bed, I promise. But, like, a bunch of sweat in the bed. Body really weak. Couldn't couldn't even walk. In order to get to the bathroom, I needed to get on my hands and knees and crawl. And then, like, getting up. Like, I couldn't stand to pee. I needed to sit on the, you know, sit to pee. And then the next day, it was back to back to totally normal. Um, so then I called my doctor, asked, you know, should I go get tested? What should I do? The doctor said, you know, if you have it, you're just going to contaminate your car, and then you're going to come in contact with the people that are doing the test. So just assume you have it, stay home for two weeks, which is what I did, no problem. So I never tested positive, but Karen did um, because she got sick, so they needed to test her before allowing her back into the hospital. She tested positive right around the time that I was also sick, so... We just stayed home together. Um, so at, at that point, about a month in, um, I mean, things were getting bad, obviously, but I started having some some hope that, you know, eventually it's going to get better. Um, and I, you know, I, I still to this day have this list on my phone, things at, to do after quarantine, <laughs> uh, which I wrote, started writing over a year ago, like... I had all these. I have all these things written down that I've always wanted to do that I that I haven't gotten a chance to do. Places that I want to go, places I want to visit. So I have this whole long list of things that I'm gonna start doing. You know, because it kind of put things into perspective. Like, God damn, this this really could be the end. Like, if I catch this thing, this might be the end. So like, if it's not, and I survive, I don't want to li keep living life the way that I have been. Uh, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to start traveling, I'm going to go places, I'll go by my fucking self if I have to, like, uh, no more of this, the, the way I've been living life. 
and I kind of got like really hopeful, like, you know what, when this is over, like life is going to be so much fucking better. And then, you know, another month, another month, another month. And then, you know, started getting, you know, that hope is, it's gone. It was completely gone. Like, man, we're never going to get back to normal. Uh, and I, I still think that I don't think we're ever going to get back to the way things were in 2019. Uh, whether that be the government's fault, where, you know, they force masks and all this other shit uh, forever. Because most people are going to abide. And I'm <laughs> I'm in one of those most people, you know. I don't want to be part of some revolution. Like, I, I have no interest in being in the history books and risking my life. To, just, I, I'm not one of those people. Um if other people want to do it, and then I, I can, you know, reap the benefits of it, you be my guest. I'm not going to war with my government because I know how powerful my government is. I talked about it last week. Like, all these pro-gun people that are like, yeah, try and take my guns. The government will come in your house and put their dick in their in your mouth if they want to. There's not a goddamn thing you can do to stop them. At the end of the day, they're super fucking powerful. You know, you've, you know the government was created to work for us, but that's just not how it works. It's just not. You can think that that's how it is or how it's supposed to be, but it's not how it works. Um, you don't get to decide what to do. The government says it's the way it is. It's the fucking way it is. You just suck up and deal with it. So I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm. And, and it, it's going to be a long, long time um, before we're back to the way things were. Um, and I. Th- I. I get, Especially here in New Jersey, we're a very blue state. We're we're oh, we've been democrat we've been democrat forever, and they're they're more towards the pro lockdown, um, and you know the the red states like Texas, Florida, Vegas is opening up now. Uh, I think as a country as a whole, I, I don't think we're going back to normal anytime soon. Um, you know, I said earlier, fingers crossed by like June, but. I don't know. It, it's it's a it's tough. It's really really tough. And I don't mean to be a downer, but this is just this is just my thoughts on the situation. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot. So <laughs> fingers crossed that I'm wrong this time. But uh, I hope that you guys are in a better spot than I am. And uh, and I'm hoping that we can get back to to relative normalcy. Um, but, so baseball is back. I love baseball. Um, started umpiring. Had my first umpiring game. I, I talked about how frustrating it is to deal with the organization that I'm working for. Um, and the first day that I had a game, I you know I had a game at 5 o'clock. And uh, at 2 o'clock, or no, 2.15... They te- uh, I got a text from the, the, the assigner, the guy who assigns the games, like, hey, can you get to Rumson right now for a 2.30 game? Uh, I was on my way home from jiu-jitsu, so I was like an hour away from, a, l- a little more than an hour away from wherever he needed me to be. But my, ga- my 5 o'clock game was in Shrewsbury. So time-wise... They tell you each game is going to last about two hours. It's just an average. But they also tell you they want you to get to the field a half hour early. So that if the teams are ready, you can start the game early, whatever, coaches meeting, all that stuff. So if I, if, if I 
did was able to get to Rumson on 15 minutes notice. 2.30, assuming the game goes two hours, that puts me at 4.30. Now I have to get to Shrewsbury. According to you, I'm, I'm already supposed to be at Shrewsbury because I'm supposed to be there a half hour early. Rumson and Shrewsbury aren't too far away, but now i got to drive from Shrewsbury to Rumson. And again, you gave me 15 minutes notice. You text me at 2.15 to get somewhere by 2.30. So I was like, man, I can't deal with these fucking guys. And then, you know, I got to my game and the other umpire I was with just like made me feel so much better about the situation. He's like, man, those guys like try to be strict and whatnot, but do whatever the fuck makes you feel the most comfortable. Like wear whatever umpire clothing you want. None of the coaches give a fuck if the umpires match. Like just do whatever makes you feel the most comfortable. And he just made me feel so much better. But anyway, so the reason I talked about baseball, because I wanted to tell the story of when I went to Cooperstown as a kid uh, this haunts me to this day and will haunt me for the rest of my life. And if I ever find the find out the name of the guy that made this decision that ruined my fucking childhood, believe me, he's going to hear the, <laughs> the end of it. So Cooperstown is like... Young baseball players have two dreams as a kid. Going to the Little League World Series when you're 12 or 11... And playing in Cooperstown. They're the two most notorious... Not notorious means like fame. No, not notorious. Um, They are the two most famous tournaments for Little League baseball players. So, um, So I go to Cooperstown. And there's two different villages, and I don't know if it's on, like, like, a military base or something, but there's bunkers with, like... Uh, with bunk beds for all the kids and the coaches to sleep in or whatever. Um, So it's a week-long tournament. So I'm going to say the games start on Monday. You have two games a day. I think you play ten games. So Monday through Friday you play ten games. And then they... And so the, the, the village that I went to had 96 teams from all across the country come to Cooperstown, New York for this tournament. So you play the 10 games and then they they rank you based on uh, you know your the number of runs you scored, uh, the number of runs you gave up and then you know and then they I don't know how I'm sure there were some teams that tied those numbers and then they they rank you from 1 to 96. Um I think it's 10. I don't remember exactly how it worked. It was, you know, 15 years ago. Uh, But I remember how it ended. So at the end of 10 games, we were ranked somewhere around 32 out of 96 teams. Something like that. So then the playoffs start. And I don't know exactly how they did the playoffs. Like if it was one faces 96, two faces 95... And they do it like a tournament, like a tournament bracket, like that. I have no idea how they did it. So the tournament start, like the 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 uh, the playoffs start. We win game one, we win game two, we win game three, we win game four. And I don't I don't remember exactly how the uh, you know the is my battery about to die? It was fully fucking charged before I started. I'm at 40, 45 minutes. What the fuck? 
Um, and this is a great story, so you better not fucking die, battery. Um, anyway, so the the playoffs start. You know, we win the first four games. We're in game number five now, and we're playing a team from Texas who was ranked, I believe, number six in the tournament. So the way Little League Baseball works, you play six innings. And in order for it to be a complete game, like if something happens, they can call a game and then it's considered a full game. You need to play at least four innings for it to be considered a full game so that you can move on if something happens. So we play the first three innings and the top of the fourth. So we played three and a half. We were winning four to one. It starts downpouring. So the umpires call the game. They, you know, they they wave it off. You know, go back to your 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 bunkers or whatever. So our coach tells us like, "Hey, stay warm." Um, fuck, fuck, fuck. That battery was full. What the fuck? God damn it! You cock. That's annoying as fuck. Right in the middle of my Cooperstown story. You son of a biscuit. I gotta make sure I hit record. I didn't do last time. Alright, record. Motherfucker. And this was gonna be a clip on Instagram. God damn it. <sighs> Fuck me in my face. Anyway, so we the 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 ums called the game. Our coach tells us, um, you know, go to the bunker, keep keep a ball, keep you know. Stay warm. Throw throw around a little bit. You know, do some jumping jacks. Stay warm because if, if it stops raining and they and they have us, you know, restart a game, uh, or restart the game, whatever. Be ready because my coach said like when I have this meeting with I guess the director of the tournament, I'm gonna suggest that we we start the we restart the game at three in the morning. Turn the lights on, um, and we're ready to play. So all of us were fucking amped. We're ready to play, you know. We're we're staying warm in the the bunker. Coach gets a call to go have this meeting. So we're fucking excited, like, oh my god, I can't believe that we got this far in the tournament. Coach comes back. He tells us that they're not going to restart the game, and that because we didn't play a full game, we didn't play a full four innings, that. The game is over, and it doesn't count because we didn't play a full game. But because the other team was ranked higher than us, they get to go on. That's how my fucking team lost in Cooperstown. Because it fucking rained, and the tournament director decided that the 12-year-olds didn't get to go on because they were ranked lower. Ain't that some bullshit? That will I will never forget that ending. That will haunt me for the rest of my life. I'm going to call my coach eventually. Next time I see I don't think I've ever asked him. Next time I see him, I'm going to fucking find out who made that decision and I'm going to find him on Facebook and I'm going to send him a fucking message cuz that I'll never get over it. <laughs> I will never get over that fucking story. Unfucking believable. So, there's one thing I want to address, and I've addressed it many times. 
but I will continue to address it. Why in the world can nobody but two people share my podcast? I said it last week. Thank you to Juice. Thank you to Mike Burke. You're the only two that consistently share the podcast. What is so difficult about it? I mean, I understand I talk about some controversial shit, but I mean, my solo episodes, nobody shares. Like, other people will share it when they're on the podcast, which, thank you. Some people don't. They come on my show and then don't share it. But, I mean, I've begged about it a number of times. Please share the episode. Uh, you don't even have to write a message. Like, you just share it. I mean, I have so many people on my Facebook that share 4,000 posts a day. Just add one more post in there. Share a podcast. Is it? It's not that fucking difficult. Um, and, and so I don't. I don't know, remember how I did this, but on my Instagram page, I I'm able to view when people like share my stuff. It doesn't tell me who shared it or where it went, but like if you. You know that, that button that you hit where you can post something to your story or send it to somebody through the DM? I can see that. And it tells me how many people saw the post and, you know, anything that happened from my post. So, like, my most recent one, this past Sunday, Carl Roberson, uh, fighter in the UFC, came into the gym to spar. Uh, Manny, shout out Manny, Manny came in with his camera to take some pictures. So there's a picture of me kicking Carl. He, he's, blo- he's blocking it. Um, I'm kind of underneath the elbow and kicking him in the body. But anyway, it's a fucking awesome picture. So I wrote, as a joke, here's a picture of me getting the better of upcoming UFC star Carl Robertson. Shout out to Manny for capturing the moment. Also shout out to Manny for not capturing the rest of the round that most certainly did not go well for me because it did not. Carl beat the shit out of me as he often does. He's in the UFC and I've never won a fight. What do you expect? So I can click the insights and it says 407 accounts reached. So 407 people saw my account. Actions taken from this post. One person saw the post and then clicked my name to visit my profile. And then it says impressions. So how many people saw it, and then it tells you from where they saw it, whether they saw it from you know their home page, they scrolled past it, whether they went to my profile, then clicked on the picture. It tells me all these things. So last week was my three-year anniversary with my girlfriend, Karen. View Insights. Three people sent that picture to whoever. So, why? First off, why? That's fucking weird, you weirdos. Um, And then I posted uh, pictures um, a number of years ago. Me and my sister recreated pictures from our childhood and, like, wrote a children's book um, for my parents. And I read it to them on Christmas morning, like a Christmas story. And I posted those pictures on Instagram. Some of them are fucking hilarious, So View Insights, the most recent one, eight people sent those pictures to whoever. Um, I wish it would tell me who sent it and where it sent it. It doesn't. So eight people sent the most recent one. I posted two. The the first one I posted, 
five people sent it wherever. Uh, 500 people viewed it. My last podcast. Oh, let me, let me. So the picture with Carl, 33 likes. The picture with uh, recreating, recreating Childhood Picks Part 2, 42 likes. Recreating Childhood Picks Part 1, 78 likes. My last podcast, 8 likes. 8 likes, 2 sends. My last podcast clip, 1 send. I mean, why? Picture with me and my mom. Somebody sent that somewhere. I mean, when I posted the the podcast with Shayna, that it was on YouTube, nobody sent it anywhere. Um, My last number, like, my last number, nobody sends it anywhere. But, like, shit about me and my girlfriend, you guys send that somewhere. And I know it's fucking people sending it to their friends to laugh at me. Whatever. But, like, come on, man. Why? (laughs) I mean, like, it genuinely makes me upset. Like, it really fucking pisses me off. I I don't understand. Whatever. Um, I I don't even know what episode number this is. Um, I'm getting pretty fed up with it. (sighs) Might not last too much longer. Whatever. Um, So, let's talk some MMA. And just combat sports in general. So, MMA. Uh, Marvin Vittori fought Kevin Holland this weekend. I didn't watch the card. Um, it was on during the day for some reason. And uh, I was just doing shit. So, um, I was trying to watch it on my phone while I was doing shit. So, I saw a little bit of it. Uh, so, I'll, t- I'll talk a little bit about it. So, Daniel Rodriguez, D-Rod, fought and beat Mike Perry pretty convincingly. And then Mike Perry put out a tweet afterwards, something like, I used to be great, I don't know what happened. Really? You really don't know what happened, Mike? I mean, anyone with, with, with two eyeballs and a fucking nose can figure out what happened. I mean, j- come on. Do you really not know what happened? You were, you were training out of arguably the best gym in the world. You were training out of Jackson Wink. For a couple of fights, I don't know who you were training with before that, but you always had a team. You had a team. And I know you get pissed at your coaches, you know, yelling at you to to go, and then you, like, you're not in there fighting, I am, fuck off, like, I know how to fight, blah, blah, blah. You left your team. You need a team. You need people coaching you. That's it. You left your team. And you started having your girlfriend train you, who has no combat sports experience whatsoever. And your entire, like, you had no sparring. You were just hitting the bag. What happened? That, that's what fucking happened. Get your head out of your ass. Find a coach. Find a team. And grow the fuck up. And then Mackenzie Dern... Um, Man, she is, once she got her fucking diet in order, I think ever ever since she became a mom, you know, she had trouble making weight, and then she had a, I don't know when she had the kid, because it doesn't look like she took too many layoffs. I mean, since she joined the UFC, her longest layoff 
Did she have a kid before the UFC? It doesn't even, like, I'm confused on when she, because it doesn't look like she had any nine-month layoffs. So she came into the UFC, her first fight, March of 2018. Oh, that would be there. So that's more than a year. Okay. So after she fought Amanda Cooper, she then took a year and a half off. So she got fucking pregnant right away. And then right after she got pregnant, she got like right back to training. But yeah, she's won four in a row, three submissions. And she just beat Nina Ansaroff, now goes by Amanda Nunez. Um, goes by Nina Nunez, sorry. And man, she look, looks good. She doesn't give a fuck on her feet. She swings wild because she's not afraid of getting taken down because she has she's the greatest female jiu-jitsu competitor of all time. So she just doesn't give a fuck. Um, I think she needs a top top opponent. I, I don't know what the, the straw weight rankings are. Um, I would imagine they had updated since Saturday because they usually come out on Monday. So I'm going to check the um, the the rankings right now. Not pound for pound, straw weight. So Nina Nunez was ranked seventh. Mackenzie Dern is now ranked five. I would like to see Mackenzie Dern fight Joanna Yunjacek. I said it. Because that goes one of two ways. Joanna keeps it standing, beats the shit out of her. Mackenzie takes it down and strangles the fuck out of her. That's an excellent fight for both of them. That's a fight I want to see. I love it. I love I love Mackenzie Dern. Big fan. I, I I'm a big proponent of jujitsu. So seeing the greatest female jujitsu competitor ever do great things in the UFC is fucking awesome to me. So I'm I'm really looking forward to see who she fights next. Um, and then main event again. I didn't watch it, but fifty forty four is across the board. From what I understand, Marvin Vittori did exactly what Derek Brunson did to him. Uh, did to Kevin Holland three weeks ago. And then Marvin's claiming that he should get a title fight now. He's won five in a row. He thought he won the first fight against Israel. Uh, you know, he had fought Izzy before and lost to him. Split decision, so one judge thought he beat him. I think for that reason alone, he has a case. Um, he has a case for the title shot. But, I mean, if we're looking at the rankings, I don't know what 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 is he ranked. So he's probably, I'm going to guess four right now. Three. So they have Israel, obviously the champion. Then you got Whitaker, who's ranked one, fighting Kelvin, ranked eight. And I heard Ariel Hawani say that if, if Kelvin beats Rob, he deserves a title shot. I don't necessarily agree. I don't think he's been on a, the best of runs. Uh, but, yeah, they have Marvin ranked three. So I think if Kelvin beats Whitaker then Marvin should get it. Because um, if you look at the top, if Whitaker wins, that's four in a row since he lost the belt. He should have already fought <laughs> Izzy again. But if he beats Kelvin, I say definitely definitely he should get it. Uh, Costa's last fight was Izzy, which he lost. 
And then you got Marvin ranked three. And then below him, you got Cannoneer, whose last fight was uh, a loss to Whitaker. And you got Darren till number six. So if we're looking at the middleweights. I think Izzy fights Rob if Whitaker wins this weekend. I think that's this weekend, right? That's who's fighting this Saturday. Yeah, Whitaker Gaslam is this Saturday. So if Whitaker wins, he should get a title shot. If Kelvin wins, it should be Marvin. Um, but I also want to see Darren Till fight Izzy really bad. And I know that Izzy does not like to to do uh, rematches, apparently. And it seems like he gets to call the shots because he got to fight Yoel Romero for the title when Yoel had just lost the previous two fights in a row. But I guess we'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about this weekend. We got Whitaker versus Gastelum. And then the undercard is pretty light. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to talk about the main event, which I kind of just talked about. I think Whitaker gets it done. Um, Whitaker's won, I, I think... Oh, he's only won two in a row? I thought he had three fights since Izzy. But the only fight he's lost at one 185 is Izzy. I mean, in the... <laughs> Holy shit, his his record here is fucking crazy. So before Izzy, he hadn't lost since he lost to Wonder Boy in February of 2014, seven years ago. So since then, he's gone 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11, and 1. Crazy. So I think, I think he gets it done, and then he should get a fucking title shot. And Kelvin, as of late, he just won. He just beat Ian Heinish. But before that, he had lost three in a row to Jack, to Darren, and to Izzy. The Izzy fight was fucking crazy. One of the craziest fights ever. But that's how that's going to go, I think. But then this weekend, we have Jake Paul fighting Ben Askren. Lord help me. Um... Logan Paul, Jake's older brother, filmed dead bodies hanging from trees and laughed at it. Logan Paul has filmed himself shooting a taser at dead animals. And Jake Paul has still made it possible to be more unlikable than his brother. It's crazy. Uh... Their open workouts were today, and he just did, like, he him and his coach did, like, yoga at the open workout. Um, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? I really hope Ben wins. Uh, after I saw the press conference, my, my confidence that Ben is going to win went up a little bit, but I'm still leaning, like, 60% that I think Jake is going to win. Uh, he's definitely has better boxing. I think, uh, he definitely looks quicker. He looks crit. I'm not saying by any means that Jake Paul is a good boxer cause he's not. Uh, but Ben Askren has arguably the worst striking in, in MMA. Uh, but I hope he wins. Cause then I, th- cause I think if he wins, Jake Paul's going to shut the fuck up for a while and hopefully never box again. That that's what I hope comes out of it. But, I don't know. Jake is bigger than him. And uh, I don't think he's going to knock Ben out. I think Ben is going to try and lean on him, tire his arms out, 
and uh, kind of put it on him late because, you know, Jake has never had a long fight. He's never been through some, any sort of adversity during a fight. So I, I think that is his idea. Uh, that, I think that would be his game plan because he's not going to outbox him. That's for goddamn sure. And then Frank Mir is boxing somebody, and what a fucking disaster. I will be buying... I will be watching. I will not be buying. I'd be shocked if this has a lot of pay-per-view buys. Uh, and also, Jake Paul did a super cool thing this week. He bought a fucking robot. Like, go to his Instagram. He posted a video with like this fucking 11-foot robot. I, I, I assume somebody was inside the, the thing, kind of like the, the big robot you know, Transformer that they do at Universal. I imagine it was something like that, but man, it's pretty fucking cool. I will give him that. But he is a douche, and I hope Ben Askren wins. Um, That's all I got. Dick's out for Harambe. Get your fucking vaccine. You are going to be okay. And Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself.